Hey everybody, it's Rob with Local Tri Vibe, and I have the, uh, the distinct pleasure of talking to uh, a longtime friend of mine, and uh, I've known him since before both of us uh, had have done any triathlons, and <clears throat> and uh, I just think it's uh, important to hear the perspective of somebody who's gone from from zero to to full Ironman many times over. Um, but there's a lot more to this guy um, that I respect and admire. So I uh, want to introduce you all to Larry, uh, Larry Rodman. Larry, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, Rob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, uh, I can't, uh, I won't gush too much, but um, I'm a big fan of yours um, and always have been. So, you know, I, I've known you, <laughs> we've both known each other before triathlon. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how do you, how do you get your head around it? Like, it's been long enough around, and by the way, for those of you listening, um, Larry is one of the main reasons that I got into triathlon. I was, you know, everybody has that friend like, well, shit, if he's doing it, I can do it, right? So um, I didn't know how far I could go or what I could do, but seeing Larry blaze a path was definitely um, encouraging um, as somebody whose brain I could pick and, and I could follow. But Larry, how did, how did this all come about? Like, did you wake up one morning? Just how does it progress? It really started when I... Uh December 26, 2009, I stepped on the scale and it weighed over 200 pounds. And it was the first time I'd ever weighed that amount. And I thought, oh, I've got to do something about this. I could either go one of two directions. I could just kind of let it go and keep putting on the weight, or I could do something. So I decided to start running that afternoon. And I ran about a mile and a half, 13-minute miles at the pace. And absolutely hated it, but I hated weighing more than 200 pounds more. So I just kept after it, kept after it and started to lose some weight, wasn't very fast, and then I decided that I needed a goal besides losing weight because the losing weight was happening, so I signed up for my first uh, race, a 5K, and then uh, that was a lot of fun. And then I decided to did you for run? A, did, did you ever run before that, by the way? I never knew that. No, no, not at all. I used to play goalie in a soccer in high school, so I didn't have to run. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was on the ski team in high school, and we did uh, one training run. And the coach afterwards said, "Yeah, you, you don't have to run." <laughs> I hated it. I used to uh, I, I used to sit with my roommate Mark uh, Van Vliet, and we'd be in Boston. And one night, someone was running by our apartment and uh, being chased by a, pol- a policeman. And I remember looking at Mark and said, "That's the only way I'm running is if I'm being chased." Nice, nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so I, I started, and, you know, honestly, I, I really hated it. But I just kept after it, and eventually I, I started giving myself these goals, whether it was a 5K, a 10K, a 5-miler, and I loved seeing how far I could push myself. And it's easy to quit, but I wouldn't let myself, and I love that internal battle. So there's this, um, there's this, like even me, I'm, I know you, Larry, and I'm thinking, dude has done Ironman. Like, how many Ironmans have you done so far? Uh, four fulls. Not certain how many half irons. Too many um, to count, probably. Yeah, a bunch of those. Oddly enough, I've only done I think three Olympics, and probably seven or eight sprints. I'm not a. Uh, wow. I'm not. I'm not an all-out guy. I, I, I'm not built for the the red zone. I'm much more a, a long-distance person. 
So, so you started from running. So, but it doesn't sound like you had a swimmer background either. Like, were you a swimmer? Did you mess around in the water? You know, everybody's like, well, I'm not a swimmer. I could never do that. Well, I used to think I could swim, and it turned out waiting for a boat to pull me was not swimming. <laughs> so, so you were a skier, uh, water skier. Yeah, I was a water skier, did a little sailing. I mean, I swam, I could swim, but I wasn't a, a swimmer by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I ran, I'd signed up for and ran my first marathon, the Disney Marathon, mm-hmm. and my Achilles uh, was very sore. And I'd been going to a PT and getting the Graston technique done on it. And I decided to start swimming and biking and do a little cross training. And I remember mm-hmm. the first time I went to the pool, I think I swam 400 yards, and I didn't go more than 50 yards without having to stop and catch my breath. Right, I just, right. I didn't know about pacing. I didn't know what I didn't know, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And I just kept at it. And I So at read, this point, go ahead. I was just saying, I read a lot of articles online about swimming, and I talked to people, friends of mine that were triathletes and were swimmers, and they all said the same thing, slow down. You're pushing yourself too fast. So I started slowing down when I swam and had much better results. Mm-hmm. So, but you're still not in triathlon mode. Now you're just trying to rehab. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. And it was uh, the winter, and I was at mm-hmm. Pat's Peak Ski Area where uh, my family and I would ski and my boys ski race. And I ran into my friend Karen Biscovich. And Karen is a triathlete. She came in second in the world in the Olympic distance for UTI um, racing. She won her age group at USAT Nationals multiple times. An amazing athlete. And I said, hey, Karen, I've been swimming and biking. I was thinking maybe to go with my running, maybe I'll enter triathlon. And she... uh, she kind of laughed. She said, yeah, you should do it. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to do a sprint <coughs> triathlon. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sign up for a half Ironman. You're going to love it. And then you're going to sign up for an Ironman. I was like, no way. That's never going to happen. Ironman, that's great. Right. 140.6 miles. Uh-uh. Never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened. <laughs> so so right i got to stop Olympic you there for a second. I yeah. gotta stop you for a second. So how do you how do you rub elbows with a world class athlete like that? How does that even happen? Um, it, it was really by starting to run that I started to meet all sorts of interesting people in uh, the athletic world, and fortunately, I uh, got to meet Karen. My, my uh, two boys went to a preschool with her nephew. And that's oh, okay. how I kind of met her. And her, my first time doing a 10K was actually with Karen, and I didn't know that she was such an athlete. We were at the uh, Gillette Stadium for a, a, a 10K uh, at the uh, and Patriots. Is that play. the one that that the one that ends on the 50-yard line? Yeah, that's one exactly. And yeah, we're sitting at the uh, great. It's fun race. But after the race, we're sitting there, and I just kind of hang out talking. And she says, "I'll be right back. I gotta go get my uh, award." I'm like, award, what did you do? She goes, uh, I think I won. I'm like, won what? She goes, the race. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so I had no wow. idea. I mean, she's incredibly humble uh, about mm-hmm. her abilities. And sure enough, she 
she was the winner. So it's kind of wow. cool. So at this point, you you mentioned riding a bike. Are you riding like your carbon fiber bike, or what? Did you, what did you do your first race on, and what did you start riding on? I did my first races. I uh, went to REI.com, bought myself a tri kit, mm-hmm. and I worked at REI many years ago. And I had a Novara Triunfo road bike, which I had not been on in many many years. And mm-hmm. I took it into a local bike shop. I got it tuned up. And I used that for my first, I think, probably two years of triathlon. And wow. it's like a heavy steel frame road bike. Uh, and was it 18 gears maybe? I don't even remember off the top of my head. Right, sure. Uh, it's, actually hooked up, it's actually hooked up to my trainer now. So that's what I use indoors with my Wahoo kicker. Nice, Because nice. I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. So now there's something happened. A, a, there's a big trend right now. There's all kinds of trends going on in, in, in every discipline. But there's one trend that um, you're the first person, like so early adopter that it was crazy. And it was a hocus. Like you, I never even heard of hocus. And you and I remember you thinking, yep, people are laughing at me. They, but you swore yeah. by them back in the day. And are you still running in them now? Yes, I uh, still have the hocus. I, I do have a, just to kind of mix it up a little bit, I do trying a pair of New Balance 880s, but I'm definitely a mm-hmm. Hoka guy. Even right down in my uh, the slides I, I wear all summer are Hoka. Um, nice. Which, yeah, which first model? I discovered Hoka. Oh, uh, I, I'm a Clifton, Clifton fan. I'm still, oh, cool. my favorite are still the Clifton ones, but definitely a Clifton guy. But yeah, I discovered uh, Hoka up at, uh, I, I'd seen them around or heard of them, and someone tried to talk me into him at a, a running store, running shoe store, and I was like, I don't know about that. And I remember I went to Ironman Lake Placid in 2013 because I'd already signed up for 2014 to the MMRF, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to see what I got myself into. And I saw a couple people wearing hokas, so I asked them about them, and everyone that I spoke to was just like, best thing ever, never going to wear another shoe. And, uh, yeah, I, I got a pair, and the first time I wore them, was in Rev 3, uh, Maine, up at Old Orchard Beach. Mm-hmm. I sure. bought them, n- never actually ran in them before, exactly what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> right. Put them on in transition. I must have taken three steps. It's like, oh, this is it. I found my, you know, my foot heaven. And it was, nice. uh, yeah, I've been wearing them ever since. Nice. So I, I have um, actually... Um I have just stupid issues with my calves, and it's there's no silver bullet, so it's not, you know, part of it's hydration, part of it's stretching, part of it's whatever. But <clears throat> I've transitioned into um, the Hoka's as well, and um, I'm on my second pair. I've got the Arahi two, and um, I'm telling you, I love it. It's uh, I'm a big guy still, um, but yeah, I w- probably wouldn't have taken to them so quickly. But like I said, you're just ahead of me blazing the path so I can kind of test out and see, you know, everybody's excited something when a new product comes out and I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. But when they're still excited about it four and five years later, then you got to kind of, you know, take the cue and take a leap of faith. So yeah, so I'm in, uh, I'm in those two, but you, you just mentioned something else I want to come back to. Um, MMRF, talk to me about that. What, what's that all about? Uh, MMRF is the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. Uh, a friend of mine, Jeannie Dreyer, uh, she was diagnosed it's gotta be seven years ago now with uh, multiple myeloma. It's a, a blood cancer. It's actually the second most common one 
and a number of people you've probably heard of from Geraldine Ferraro to um, Roy Scheider to Sam Walton have all uh, you know, succumbed to the disease. And uh, you know, the, she has two sets of twins and she was originally given a basically a two-year sentence and the MMRF is this organization who is not in it for the money they, they provide, you know, they, they work with uh, pharmaceutical companies, they do research in all of everything that they discover, they share with any other cancer uh, funding organization. They, they just want a cure for cancer. They, they don't really care who finds it, they just want a cure. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've started doing some races with them, gotten to know them as an organization, and just phenomenal people. Um, you know, Charity Navigator rates them incredibly highly. They, uh, some like 97 cents of every dollar goes back into research. Wow. And they just are really committed to uh, finding a cure. They want to make multiple myeloma a chronic disease and uh, not something that is considered a death sentence. And I'm so then, yeah, so you, again, you know, having this conversation, it's reminding me of how much of, um, of what I do has a direct path back to you. So you mentioned uh, MMRF and multiple myeloma, but what is your role? Like, how do you connect that to triathlon? Well, the MMRF is uh, in, in Ironman Lake Placid. They're the exclusive charity. Uh, they get charity slots in all sorts of races uh, across the country. Um, and, and so my first thought, I, I was actually not planning on doing my first Ironman until 2015. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw this opportunity to fundraise for multiple myeloma and help Jeannie in 2014. So I uh, just jumped in and went for it. And it was, uh, you know, my my wife Amy gave me you know her blessing and a lot of support and between the support she gave me and the, the uh, tips and the information from uh, the MMRF it was a uh, incredible successful race for me that I was uh, you know had tears when I crossed the finish line without a doubt without a doubt um, so I I think that um the idea has crept into my head. And has grabbed hold of me about purposeful endurance, and um, it's just something that I've, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've found my own path. But I think that um, it just provides a different measure of uh, commitment, a different measure of uh, uh, depth and breadth of the whole experience. It's just, I don't know, it's a gift, and if we can share it, then that makes it even better. So it's um, yeah, one of the I things agree. I've admired I mean, about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you know, it's a. Uh, you know, I'm out there doing it, and might as well make it mean so much more than just something for me. You know, it, it, right. Right. Ironman, triathlon, marathons, in many ways, it's a, it's a very selfish thing. I mean, because you're away from your family for hours on end. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. they, make, they make sacrifices so you can um, do what you love. And if you can make it even more meaningful by using it to bring awareness and raise money for something that you're passionate about, it, it just uh, makes it that much better, that much more meaningful. You know, you do it with Ainsley's Angels. Um, but, you know, on those, on those 
days when I don't want to go train when it's raining or snowing and I have to go outside and, you know, get a two-hour run in. Um, you know, I think about <laughs> the people who wish that they could do what I'm doing. Exactly. Would uh, yes. trade anything for that, mo- for that ability. And it's like it makes it so much easier to kind of push through and just say, you know, you have this uh, uh, opportunity to uh, do something that so many people can't. And it's yep. just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's an overwhelming feeling. Yep, I, I agree. Um, so I appreciate that. Like I said, it was just kind of, <clears throat> you set the blueprint. So I'm excited to see what you do anyways in the future so I can copy that and put my thumbprint on it. But, um, you know, we had a, a unique opportunity last year that um, I, I say it every time, every training run, every race is special. There are things that happen in races that you can never uh, plan on. Um, but we had the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico last year and um, race uh, Puerto Rico or the San Juan Half Ironman. Um, um, I, you know, we're different athletes, <laughs> so you're a little bit faster than I am. But um, by the way, for what it's worth, uh, so for those listening, uh, five of us um, from high school era, and we're not young guys anymore. So 30 years ago, uh, we were all in high school roughly together. <clears throat> Descended upon San Juan and um, and decided to run a race to to complete a race together. Um, good gosh, I was going somewhere with this. But anyways, um, so all of us. I don't know if you ever looked at our swim splits. We all came out of the water. I want to say like forty five to ninety seconds apart. You know, um, yeah. If I'm not, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we are all pretty tight in a group. And I'm sure, none of us had a clue. But um, it, yeah, it was pro. we all started together. We all finished together. Uh, yep. Well, yeah, we finished a little well, sadder, but tell me, yeah, yeah, swim spot. So uh, tell me, because tell, I, I guess I really haven't. I had to leave the next day, so I didn't really get a chance to uh, get a debrief. How was that race for you, and what was that experience like? Well, it, it was not the race I was planning on. Uh, I mean, there were really two factors that negatively affected the race, um, <laughs> One is uh, I was skiing skiing a few days before the race and uh, fell when I was in the woods and hit my knee and my knee was bothering me and it, I'm actually going to be having surgery in September as this September is a result of it. Um, so that was affecting me and also the it was incredibly hot and humid and the weekend before the race I was running in New Hampshire and it was 12 degrees below zero and I got down to Puerto Rico and it was about 100 degrees with 90% humidity, so right, it definitely right. affected me. And I, th- I think a lot of us from the Northeast did not have the races that we'd uh, really planned on. But I will say it was such a fun experience, and you know, you you have these. Uh, I, I raced Ironman Arizona this fall, and I, I was kind of upset with my time because, again, my knee was still bothering me, and there's a lot of things where out of my control, and I finished the race in about, I don't know, 13 and a half hours, and I was kind of bummed out. And I got to the airport, and I ran into a woman. She's like, oh, did you race? I said, yeah. She goes, how'd you do? I'm like, oh, terrible race, 13 and a half hours. She said, oh, that's pretty good. I was like, oh, did you race? She said, yeah. She said, how'd you do? And she said, well, they pulled me off the bike course because I was too slow. And I was like, ooh. That's and I thought, nice. wow. You know, I, I may not have had the race I wanted. I may not have done as well as I wanted, but at least I finished. 
And right, right. She would have, she would have traded anything for that finish that I got. You know, so and we just, haven't had this conversation. Yeah. So listen, it's there's no way <clears throat> we've had this conversation. But I know one other person who raced in Arizona. It was her first race, and she got pulled off the back the bike course. Um, she's from New York, for what that's worth. So I don't know if the, that was the young lady you're talking about, but I suspect there are probably more people that got pulled off the course. But um, yeah, so I, I think that um, I think like for me, every race is amazing. Like you just don't know. It's like it's like I don't know. Every race holds a surprise in there if you're open to it. And um, for us to be there with with five of us that are still in good enough shape to even think about doing a half, um, I was able to. Uh, lucky enough, because Tom, let's face it, Tom waited for me a couple of times on the run, but we passed each other on the course a couple of times, and I uh, was able to cross the finish line with Tom Dearborn, step for step. I mean, it just doesn't get any better for that, you know what I mean? It's just very cool. Yeah, it was, to, uh, it was one of the highlights of my of, 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 it was one of the highlights of my racing career. A, I was right there watching you two finish together, but the fact that all of us could race together and experience that uh, together, you know, all these boys from New Hampshire down in Puerto Rico racing as uh, <laughs> older gentlemen. It, 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 was, it was great. Pretty cool. So, um, so new advice. Advice for newbies. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, there's always, we know the excuses, and I hate to call them excuses, but, <clears throat> or the barriers to entry. Let's call them that. We know the barriers to entry. Well, I don't have a bike. Well, I don't know how to swim. Well, I don't have a... What do you tell those people? Because you've got to, you've got to, I mean, you're pretty intimidating. At this point, you've done four Ironmans. It's not a big deal. You, you get it. You respect the distance. You know what you have to do. But what do you do when someone starts telling you, you know, I want to do it, but I don't have the bike or I don't have the, you know, I don't know how to swim. You know, where do you, where do you start? How do you guide them? Well, I tell them, you know, unless you're planning on winning your first race, it really doesn't matter. You can basically use any bike you can go take swim lessons go to the y they offer swim lessons fairly inexpensively uh, mm -hmm. anyone can run it's not the equipment it's the uh it's the engine and the heart that powers the engine which is really the the key piece of equipment and it's easy to find excuses there's always excuses there's always a reason why you can't do something mm -hmm. but you can find ways to make it happen if it's really something that you want to do. You know, for example, uh, my kids play soccer. I mm -hmm. get up and I'll get up at 5 in the morning and I'll ride 4 hours to a soccer game so that I can still participate and be part of their activities. It's not, you know, what I like to sleep later? Absolutely. But that's just an excuse. I, I make it happen. So it doesn't matter if you have, uh, like me, my, my first bike, a, a steel 20-year-old road bike, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can just get out right. there and do it. And the triathlon community is so amazing and so generous that if you join a local tri-club and you tell someone what you need, you'll have it. You'll get it. And you'll get advice. You'll get uh, friends that can support you along the way that you would never have met if not for saying I'm going to do a triathlon. Yeah, I got to agree. There's um it's just 
you know, that people who are runners and God bless everybody, you know, anybody who's out there doing anything, it's a different community. I, I can't, uh, I can't describe it. It's just a different community, super supportive. And, um, uh, some of the, the best people that I've met in the last couple of years have been triathletes who are just regular people with regular jobs. You'd, you'd never know, you know, they're, they're humble. They're, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I remember, great. uh, when you first started thinking about doing triathlons, I, I told you there had to be a local tri club there. There had to be a local group. Reach out to them, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that you've found <laughs> other triathletes in the area. Probably plenty of them. Yeah. Oh, there's it no probably doubt. wasn't They're that hard. Awesome. No, no. Yeah. Really. You just got to open your eyes and 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 uh, basically find them, and then they introduce you to other swimmers and other riders, and yeah, no, it's amazingly supportive. Um, Okay, well, Larry, I know you're, uh, you've got a, a regular life as well, and I uh, appreciate the generosity of your time. Um, for those listening, we, um, Larry's also contributing articles to uh, local Tri-Vibe magazine that comes out in the fall. I'm very excited about that. I got to see the, uh, the draft of his uh, article. I'm very excited, so that's something to look forward to. Um, <clears throat> we'll have to get some links to uh, uh, multiple myeloma so you guys can learn more about that. But, Larry, I appreciate your time tonight. You've been generous. Um, any last words for anybody? Uh, don't sit back and say, I can't do it. You can, anyone can do anything. The only person who's stopping you is you. So just get out there and, and make it happen. Awesome. All right, guys, that's Larry Rodman, four-time Ironman. Can't count how many halves he's done. And uh, I appreciate your time, you guys. All right, so train smart, race smart, and we'll see you at the race.